This week on Fade to Obsidian, we will be discussing chapters 33 to 48 of Morningstar. We recommend that you have also read to this point in this book to avoid spoilers. Please be aware that this episode contains discussions about violence and death as well as strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Fade to Obsidian. As always, I am Crescent, joined by my co-host Skipper. And today we have Scarlet on from the den, our favorite rogue apologist. Yes. And first conspirator. Yes. The first Oh, yeah. I forget about that all the time. (laughs) I just love that it took you several months be like, what is this? <laughs> Why do I have this? Like, role? who put that there? <laughs> um, yeah, because I never like click my own name, so I was like, I don't know, it just didn't, didn't, didn't yeah. click literally, but made me happy. So yeah. thanks, Crescent. Why did you name her the first conspirator? Uh, because the night we were having our first real talks about um, about the podcast, Scarlett was in in chat, just kind of hyping us up, yeah. getting excited. Um, I was like, yeah. all right. And I, <laughs> yeah. I told her I was going to do it. And, uh, <laughs> and I was and like, I sure, it, like, sure. Immediately. Sure. Really? Was, oh, my God. It was maybe five seconds after I said it. I was like, I'm doing it. Oh, and well, uh, you just never noticed. Yeah. Oh, I'm embarrassed. But, well, yeah. I think you two are the it's only the two with special roles cause in the den. Because, Crescent, you are also father of punctuality or king of punctuality or something really? yep. <laughs> yeah. i've never seen that uh i i made a i made a 13 hour drive and was off by my time estimate by five minutes yeah so yeah. well that was your superpower right yeah you were like your your layman superpowers just being on yeah, time my yeah. mundane superpower yeah I love yeah uh, so Scarlet, other being first conspirator, who are you? Why are you Scarlet? And what are you drinking tonight? So, well, I'm drinking some wine. Nice. Um, I'm a big wine That's girl. Amazing. It's a chalice. Thank you. It's like pewter. It's very sparkly. <clears throat> um, yeah, just some wine, pouring one out for the boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm called Scarlet. I don't actually know who named me, just the den in general named me. Um, but I think it was about like the color red and I'm a dancer and an artist. So it was about um, like the color of emotion, basically, like the color of, of rage and anger, but also the color of passion, blushing cheeks. Yeah. So I was very happy with it. It was very cute. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And we're going to need to get the elephant out of the room. Uh, I was dressed first, and then Crescent went and changed so we would match. And then you joined, and That's yours funny. is not quite the same. But no, we've got I all got the, our I'm acid lupus. Yeah, and we've yeah. got our Pegasus Legion. So we're all matching in our acid wash. I just love yeah. it. Good well, that makes too. sense, because you guys are both Pegasus Legion anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just a normal yeah. howler. <laughs> I don't More think I would that. call you normal. No. You're extraordinary. Oh. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was about to be like, mm, <laughs> oh, you double-sided. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. 
Thank you. Yeah, we just come on here. Right. Get people to come on here so we can just fucking roast them. <laughs> I mean, that's what well, this I've been I mean, to. this is uh, not your favorite character. Mm-hmm. I know that. So no. I'm like ready to go tete-a-tete yes. a little I, bit respectfully. I, I so. am prepped to play mediator here because we have the rogue lover and the rogue hater. And I'm like, ah, he exists. I don't know. It's hey. a thing. Let's let's get this out of the way. He's not my least favorite character. Okay. Oh, okay. That's yes, fair. I know who that is, but we can't like, talk yeah. about that. Um, but he's he's not even top three. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Well, that's not as bad as yeah, I thought like, it was. <laughs> I was waiting. I'm not going to twist it here. I I, I'm sorry I not to point. I understand the reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he like, did my boy dirty. Not foil. I dimmed your boy dirty? No. Roke did. Oh, he did. Roke did. Sorry, Roke sorry, did. sorry. Yeah. Just the audio. Yeah. No, he yeah. did. Yeah, full disclosure, like, I'm a, I'm a Roke apologist, but, like, I get it. Like, I, yeah. I understand. I just, it's funny because, you know, until I joined the Den, like, the only people I had to talk about this series with was, like, my sister. Shout out to Slice. I love you. Um, and then Chief, who's one of my best friends. So, like, None of those people are anti-Roke. So it was really weird whenever I came into them. I was like, hi, happy to be here. And they were like, who's your favorite character? I was like, Roke. And then everyone was like, why? And they were super, super heated about it. So I'd never like felt the opposition until, until the den. Because they're all yeah, like need- really chill. Yeah. Because so, famously, never, Pierce never even said... Yeah, Pierce is even, someone said something, there's an interview and Pierce says, someone says something about Roke. And Pierce is the one who goes, Ew! Rogue. Yeah, rogue. <laughs> like, like, he knows. Like rogue. I get it. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. We're gonna have to ask him about it. We oh my will. gosh. Yes. So this is. Oh. We should have brought this up. No, this recording. Will yeah, go this doesn't out get on, released until two okay. days. On two days before. So if you are watching this and you okay. have not seen our Instagram, you've not seen anything on the twenty eighth. So two days after this podcast comes out. We will be doing a Q&A live with Pierce. Uh, so Ex- excited. Exclusively linked through the den. So yes. if you're not in the den, hop in and experience it with us. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. We're so pumped. Yeah. So yeah, uh, April 28th spent... at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. 5 p.m. Pacific Standard yes. Time. Which is 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. I will be at Atlantic, which is 9 p.m. where I am when we record. Yeah, Scarlett, it'll be 7 o'clock for you. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I got you. That's a lot of math. (laughs) Yeah, 6 for Crescent. I think we've done all the time zones now other than Newfoundland. It'll be 9.30 in Newfoundland. (laughs) And you know Europe and Australia can work their way out from that. So right, they'll figure yeah, it out. It's harder than us anyway. North America is just behind. Yeah, uh, which it's in fine. saying that it will be recorded as well. So if you do not want to stay up until the middle of the night because you are in um, Europe or Australia, well, Australia will be their morning, but whatever. Uh, it will be recorded, but you will again need to join the den to get that link. So we're super excited. Yes, we basically collectively spent uh, an afternoon screaming, uh, wanting to throw up, 
Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was, it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Salem. we got to spend two weeks hiding it from all of you. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I knew something was up because some Pegasus, Pegasus Legion members were like, I have a secret, but they like wouldn't say. And I was like, you guys are just being a tease. But oh, it was worth yeah. it. It was worth the wait. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to look back on some of what we've recorded since then, because there'll be moments where like definitely Badger said like, we should ask Pierce this question. And Crescent and I are sitting there going, it's like, you're like, yeah, <laughs> that is a thing. There's um, <laughs> when we had Salem on. And of course, Salem is actually who set this all up. Uh, she's the one who reached out yeah. to Pierce and did everything. And so there's a moment while we're recording and we're going on about, and I won't say what it is, because whether or not we ask the question. And I'm just over here, like, nonchalantly writing down what we're saying of, like, that's a question! <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah. I know, I can't think of a good question. Which is like a unique one, you know? Yeah, yeah. I have a while, but still. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Figure it out. And I figure the best questions will come out while we're all just conversing and talking about different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, rather than forcing it out. But yeah, so that's our big news of the day. Uh, yes. Bye. Other other big news of the day is our very own Skipper has her birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow! As a recording. So yes. if you haven't wished Skipper a happy birthday by the time you're watching this, go do so. Um, yeah. Her birthday is on the 17th. So It's my birthday month. It will be past that. It will be <laughs> yeah, past your that. month. My birth month. Uh, it's yeah, also we, your birth year. It is my so birth year. You can celebrate that. It's too. not her birth year. It's not her birth year. She's not. <laughs> it's it's the year of celebrating my birth. Does that? Yeah, that that's what I meant. <laughs> um, or you're just being reborn this year. I don't know. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what Lightbringer brings. Uh, maybe I am being reborn. Uh, which on that on two accounts. So thank you to people who are in the den. We had a huge party yesterday. So if people are always wondering what's happening in the den, we got on voice chat forever and played some games and did some stuff. And that's stuff that we often do is the voice chat often gets away from us uh, and turns into something fun. So if you're looking for yet another excuse to join the den, please come join us. Even if you sit in the corner on mute, we're cool with that. We put some Red Rising trivia that neither of you are in, and I would love to know if Crescent knows the answers to them. But after, you were not in the trivia, we'll Crescent. After. No, Crescent ditched. I was, no, I was, went to yeah, I went to expo. a tattoo expo. Oh hell yeah! Yep. Did you get tatted? No, I did not. But I did talk to an artist that I've been wanting to talk to about my Red Rising sleeve. And I, I've known this guy for, God, like 10 years. But wow. we like we worked together a long time ago and kind of lost touch. But he went from working at Best Buy to tattooing. Cool. And I was like, I, I'm willing to bet that Red Rising is like right up his alley. So yeah, I, yeah. I ran into him at the expo yesterday. And I was like, hey, I've been meaning to reach out for a while. Are you interested in doing a full sleeve with the prerequisite that you have to read this whole book series? Oh my <laughs> and god! And he's like, I mean, my yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds up my alley. 
it's funny. I mean, go him. My artist, uh, yeah. he, well, when he did like my Piranesi cuff, he didn't actually read Piranesi. He just like looked it up. So I guess it's yeah. better if you do, but you don't have to. Yeah. I just, I want an artist that gets it. That loves gets it like 10% as much as I do. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah, which, so the other thing, and we'll say it here, is uh, I think we said it last week on the podcast that I do have Lightbringer, and I am starting reading it tonight. Crescent, on the other hand, has Lightbringer and has finished the book. I am. Oh my god, how did you? He is done, and so we, when yeah, you... I know. The when question is when. When was that? What? When, when did, did you get uh, I got Thursday. I got it. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday. and I didn't start it until after we recorded Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, the physical copy, I assume, because uh, no, no, I have really? a physical copy, but <laughs> we did only because I are... printed seven hundred pages. You guys are witches. We are. We I are witches. I'm actually, a warlock. Okay, unisex term. You can be a warlock. <laughs> Um, but Warlock yeah. is unisex term too. Yeah, is it? Yeah, really? You play D and D, girl. Like sometimes <laughs> when I can, it's not very often that I get to. You're fair as as a class. Yes, I yeah. see what you mean. There you go. Uh, but yeah, we are not class. going to discuss Lightbringer whatsoever. I refuse to even like and. Crescent has been sworn to. I'll just say this: nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. Not I mean, I don't want to know. I know. I'm I'm, I don't yeah. want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah, I don't. I plan on reading it and not even messaging him until I'm done, so that I don't do a like, "Oh my god, did you see this?" And then him be like, "Just wait." And it's like, "No, don't, don't tell me to just wait." Like, <laughs> I'd like to think that I'm smarter than that, but. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so that's all of our big, exciting news. It's a lot this week. So, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's been a big week. It's been a big week. Yeah. But yeah, Another if you are, I know um, uh, a couple people who have the, I haven't seen physical copies yet, other than if you managed to print out the PDF. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I have a couple people have it through NetGalley at this time. And if you are one of them, please message when I finish it. Or at least tell <laughs> me you have it and then we can talk because I'm going to need people to talk to. I already know that. It's going to be great. Fetal position. Yeah. In the corner. We'll see. It's called Lightbringer. I'm hoping it's going to be happy. But I'm not. I'm going to stop commenting because I do not want it. Yeah, he's just bouncing around because... Do not read any of his emotions. Sitting on his hands. Let's move back three Yeah, let's rewind books. three entire books. And we're <laughs> going to go into Morningstar. Uh, we, in Morningstar this week, are doing 33 to like 40. 33 to 48. 48. 48. Oh, yeah. I did to 49. Oof. Got it. Yeah. Big chunk. Uh, it's a big chunk. It's a lot of it, though, is space battle so we'll have yeah, a few yeah. things that we're just gonna skim yeah. over but in, we in have terms some of big... like actual volume it is a very small portion of the book yeah 
Like but, it's probably 20% of the book. Yeah. But we've got within that some fabulous relationships. Some, yeah. And some starts of some relationships and some ends of some relationships. So let's yeah. dive in. Sure. Where are we at? We are on the ice. We are about to kill some gods. Yeah, we, uh, we're at the steps of Asgard talking to the violet shaman, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we get to see kind of the relationship between the obsidians and them truly believing in the Norse gods uh, and the tricks that the golds have been holding on for them. And you get to see Sefi's reaction of like, okay, if they're not God, like, are you sure they're not gods? Which always fascinates me, this kind of, you know, she needs to see it to believe it, test the blood, all of that, and you get mustang standing up to him and the person who's actually one of the gods is is it mercury, mercury. it's mercury yeah. you've got oh, to be man. the most unlucky, unlucky. gold alive yes lost a mountain red twice yeah <laughs> yeah 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 like how much must he fucking hate darrow like Asgard is talked about as not really a glamorous position. He's just kind of locked away in the ice. Yeah. And he goes from, you know, being a relatively high-ranked peerless as a proctor of the Institute and loses the mountain to Darrow and just gets shit-canned, basically. Yep. And then loses Asgard. Like, yeah. what must he be feeling other than <laughs> total dejection? Yeah. I mean, he was like a kind of a weird proctor, wasn't he? Like, he was like laughing and like super battle hungry. And then Darrow was just like, sit down, pulse fist. So, I mean, I think losing to it twice is just comedic in mm -hmm. many forms. But he doesn't actually like live, so no. It's a pretty shitty, pretty Ooh. shitty end. <laughs> He's yeah. just like sucks wow. to suck. My life, my life's a joke. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to me during this part is the reaction they have to Mustang, where they're pleading with her, pretty much of like, "What are you doing? Like, it's one thing for Darrow, but what are you doing?" And we start yeah. to see the Mustang. As the Politico. Like, we've seen her in her dad's war room and a few other places, but this is kind of where she starts coming into her own of, like, almost negotiating and understanding the obsidian versus gold and her role in all of it. And the gold's reaction to that of, like, you are... Well, her brother is the arch-governor, but is technically in the running to be arch-governor right now. And you're you're helping him like what are you doing which i always find very interesting yeah, just to see her arc yeah they're like you're, spent... you're betraying your color yeah yeah because everybody knows at this point exactly who darrow is and where he came from and yep. i think yeah. mustang she was just off like in the rim or like yeah just 
she was not anywhere near like the main action till now. So this is almost like her, her like comeback moment. And it's yeah. like, not mm-hmm. what anyone expected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She hadn't really been seen um, in the core since Darrow's triumph. Or, yeah. Well, just before Darrow's like, triumph. Right before. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, he was out in the rim. Um, and the only thing she had come back for was that the peace summit uh, mm-hmm. on Phobos. Yep. Yeah, it's very... It's cool seeing this little turn. But then immediately she goes and, you know, all of them have to go negotiate now that they've got Sefi and a few of them on her side with their back to Alia. And you're seeing yeah. that Alia's kind of fully aware that what's happening, but she's a yeah. tyrant of a different well- breed. And, like, Daryl gives her an out. He's like, I give her the chance to basically pretend like she didn't know. And uh, she doesn't take it. She is not interested. Yeah. And, yeah, she, she sees the... She sees her daughter in the armor of the Masters. And basically... With a razor. Out. Yeah. Kinda, in the shape of a sling blade. It. Yeah. That's like a really cool moment um, that I didn't really pick up on the, I don't know, whatever the last time I read this was, but he like shows her how to make it in the shape of a sling blade. And it's like how they kind of bond right when she yeah, like she's, makes she's for the kind first of time. Un- unsure of how, like what to make. And he's like, do this. this one, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a martial bond between martial people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, she still at this point hasn't spoken. So, yeah. Uh, she, and that comes pretty much immediately after this. Yeah. <laughs> she says a very impactful two words. Mm-hmm. She knew after she knew. beheading her mother. Yes. Like, Damn. So epic. Uh, and then rips rips the metal lock off the chest. Oh, with yeah. With her bare, bare hand. Hair. Though I guess she'd be wearing pulse armor. No, oh. I think it says oh. she's bleeding. I don't know how far the armor goes, but I'm pretty sure it says that she's like bleeding from the effort. Wow. Either way. You might be correct. Badass. Yeah. Yeah, yes, so absolutely. we're getting Sefi coming into her own. We get all the yeah. Yeah, Sefi. <laughs> Sefi takes the the throne of the Obsidian or the Valkyrie, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and adds the strength of the Obsidian to hers, and we we get to see the um, all the other uh, tribes kind of coming in and. Um, and joining the rising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very, and, like, a whole new world at this point. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, with all that all that rage to back it up of being lied to, so. For sure. Yeah. Which then gets back to, and, you know, we'll see this later on, where everyone is, like, not the obsidian. Like, you can't yeah, like unleash water. the obsidian. Anything... But that <laughs> yeah, yeah like there yeah, is a dancer. reason yeah even dancer is like no yeah, dan- dancer's like no this is 
not don't unleash them on Mars. Um, yeah. And Darrow's he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. You know, it's it's not uh, it obviously doesn't end up happening on Mars, but he's like, well, we got to use them. Yeah. But Mars isn't where this where this war ends. And Dancer's like he's pretty he's pretty furious about that. He's like that Mars is the heart of red power. Like it's our home. Yeah. It's the heart of the rising. Like what are you doing? This is this is how the plan is and Darrow's like it it can't be. No. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, the Sovereign rules the whole solar system. Yeah, you can focus on Mars, but then you're just waiting for somebody else to come in and overthrow. Like, you're then... How many planets are we claiming? Pluto is mentioned in here, so I'm going to say that Pluto is back being a planet. Uh, and yeah. you've got the eight other planets. Well, technically, like, well, Jupiter, it's the moons, but yeah, whatever... Yeah. Like, you've got all of those just waiting There's, for that. Yeah, like, like, okay, we'll just, like, no, you got to either do the whole solar system or, like, yeah, they're exactly. just going to come and back. You, and... Yeah, and if you stay on Mars and and basically fight for how many years, like, anybody can come from anywhere and yeah, basically punch you in the teeth and what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You need, you need a fleet. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we get... It, it isn't a, you know, relationship-wise in this portion. We talk last time Mustang and her mother relationship. Um, and we've at this point seen, and we'll see a little bit further in these chapters, back to Darrow and his mother. But you, right now, get the full matricide of... Matricide? How do I pronounce that? Matricide. Matricide, nailing it. Um, shouldn't have questioned myself. Uh, of Sefi and her Never mother. Never question yourself. I do it all the time. Uh, but you get of Sefi and her mother in this just total, you know. Yeah. And there's not even a fight. What you have too. to do with it. No, it's like, just a like, you're done. <laughs> like, I'm over yeah. it kind of a thing. I have this rage building up inside of me. And, you know, I've got to take it and immediately then lead my people like it's a very we haven't really seen a mother versus child relationship in every other thing that I can think of so far it's been that the child and the mother have a good bond or just don't know each other rather than this is the yeah. first one that we're seeing of like nope bye mom which is interesting I mean it's yeah. not as severe as like Alia and Sefi, but I mean technically there's some tension between like Victra and her mom. Like Yeah, there's some it's back not and forth. Obviously yeah. not far, but uh, yeah, she's a Antonia bit. though and her mom, that would be the one. Yeah, Antonia that's kills true. her yeah. mom. It's like yeah. Antonia, good call on that one. Yeah, like because like, obviously Victra's mom kind of flips back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So and I think it ends up on Darrow's side. Well, I was gonna say, like, at least in that one, like you get that Victor still clearly has a bond with her mom that she thinks she's on the other side and had already negotiated with your, her mom of like, yeah, yeah. change yeah, exactly. for me. And so, yeah, her mom does flips. a couple. Yeah. But it's yeah. Antonia yeah. who mm -hmm. kills her mom. You are. Yeah. Never, never gets, never gets the, the love she wants from her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. So Which is very. Oh, I think it says at some point, like probably in Golden Sun, like Victor's the favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. She no, never. No yeah. Uh, Victor's mother never like controlled her accounts or anything. Yeah. And she controlled. Whereas she did for Antonia. Was that a control thing, though, or was that a, just Victra being really independent? Yes. <laughs> I think it's both. I feel like it was, I don't remember, um, but I think it's Victra just being like, no, I'm going to be. Well, no, I, no because I'm, Antonia I'm is sure. the one who does not go by Julii. She is Severus. Yeah, she goes by Severus. Um, so it's probably the mom kind of being like, screw you. Like, if you're not going to honor me, then like, I'm going to continue to treat you like a child is the way I've always taken that rather than Victra being like, Hey, like, well, and especially if you look at their career paths, like where is Antonia really? Yeah. But, uh, Victra at least is a Lancer for the Augustus. Like she's got that more like, responsibility as much mm -hmm. as she's rash and we see her you know making impulsive decisions she does have the impulse like the responsibility bone in her and that loyalty so it would make sense that the mom would be like mm, yeah okay you can have con like you've proven to have control over your own accounts and your own ships and everything yeah which we should we will dig into back into this relationship I think later in this episode, is it not? No, it's next episode we get to dig into this relationship. So we'll have to put a pin. Sorry, the oh, the Victra. The and sister. Yep. The sister. Spoil just a little bit. Yeah. Um but uh There's an interaction between them. Yes. Something happens. Uh but yeah. So anything else that we're commenting on the ice or are we back up in space? Yeah, I don't think there's, there's, not like, there's really else. not that much happens that on the um on the ice. It's kind of Yeah. It's just kind of quick, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well we go from the ice back to Tinos for Yeah. Certain, yeah, we take we take Ragnar back to Tinos. Yes. And we yeah, get so sad. a very sad funeral and um Severo sitting next to the coffin with Darrow and, you know, mm -hmm. talking about their matching tattoos and kind of, and that's the thing is like, Severo's actually who got more time with Ragnar than Darrow did. Like it's been the oh, two yeah. of them for a year together. Like this one, this one hits home for poor, poor Severo. Yeah. Yeah. We just keep getting so sad every time we talk, right? I know. <laughs> like, don't want to say it. And it just like, I know. Sense. It's just sad. Yeah. Cheers to Ragnar. Cheers to Ragnar. Yes. Um, but yeah, you do get that kind of cute moment between the two of them. And this is also where we start to see, I think, more bonding on the Howler's part even more. Victra being incorporated into a lot of stuff. And, uh, because, you know, Mustang being more included and, and things. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. I'm just so sad. I can't yeah. move on. Do we think this yeah. is, well, 
right after this when you know they're speaking Darrow and Severo this is the moment where I feel like Darrow really has matured a lot at this point yep. compared to how he was in Golden Sun just through all the yep. like drama unfortunately but it was like so sobering for him that he's like you know in this conversation with Sephiro he's like we are the light like it's not the dead. Like we have to carry it. And we're, we're doing this for those who are alive and those who are coming after us. We're not, yeah. you know, we can't yeah. stay in the past. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, and then, sorry, go on. I was going to say and then I'm fully convinced that when Victra passes Darrow in the hallway, she's going to bang Zebra. Oh, 100%. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. She's like, I will make him feel better. <laughs> 100% because I think he said something to her and she's like none of your business when he's yeah, like where are, yeah. you, where are going? you going yeah and she's like none of your business and it's very cheeky too yeah yeah, yeah. it's just like hmm. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so yeah. cute do we think that's yeah. the first time because that'd be kind of dark but at the same time I mean oh, it makes sense though no yeah <clears throat> My ongoing theory is that so, and I, this was the question of the day today. <laughs> when did we think? I have not been one of them. Oh, days. This was, yeah, this was the read along question of the day is when do you think, how do you think this happened of them being together? Uh, Cause we do obviously get confirmation. Is that even in this part? We, yeah, we get confirmation in this yeah. part that they are together. Um, but well, uh, I mean, they don't, Say yeah. it, but they're just like he's sneaking off to her room all the time and no it's right like, before they go to battle he says she ended it they have a fight uh, nope, right before the next no? section damn it okay nope. so oh retract <laughs> retract that statement retract Beep. yeah okay. well, i think there's they're in the early stages i think because Darrow comments on like how he's been acting a fool and he's all giddy and cracking jokes and yeah, and he's like, like tea. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's like nice goatee. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, whatever we feel. My ongoing theory is okay. So you have to remember at the beginning of the book when Darrow loses his grip on Victra and they're free falling and she almost crashes into the towers. It's Savro who glides in up space. And grabs no, her. no, when they. We'll get to that. When they expect me. After oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He loses grip and it's Savro comes up, grabs Victra. So you're going to start a little bit of like, I owe you a little bit of debt. But then when they're in the vacuum and they get sucked mm -hmm. out, Savro, yes, the with the thighs. So <laughs> you know thighs. once they've come back, they're now again having an oh, we almost died moment. And that is where I think Victor would 100% be like, yeah, we almost died and this is a bonding moment. So let's well, yeah, have, but like, they have near death sex. like the watermelon crushers. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I liked that experience. I would like to repeat it 100%. But then when they wake up, um, there's that adorable moment <laughs> where he's like shaking Victra and he fucking slaps her. Yeah, he and she's like... <laughs> slap me she hits him back and it's like oh that's baby right there it's like, ooh. Yeah. yeah you know that that got several going yeah yeah so it's that like, is where yeah 
my guess is it's right after that is where it was like the like there is something here like yeah. so have you no, guys I, seen white chicks years back in what sorry white chicks oh god yeah forever when he's ago. like when he's like that's wifey right there and she just like hit hit him yeah marry that right yeah there. that's what i'm seeing is that's my guess. So this time round would not have been their first time. Like this time round is more the Victra being like, I'll go comfort him. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> comfort. However yeah. that looks. <laughs> yeah. Aggressive. I mean, I'm sure it was very, aggressive. Very yeah. That, aggressive that was comfort. my answer to the question is how did it happen? Aggressively. <laughs> aggressively. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, adorable maniacs oh yeah yes it is interesting to look at them though in comparison to like we're like well if it was darrow and victra they'd be too passionate to like burning fire and it's like how do we think that Severo and victra are any better like who is the responsible one in that like no it's your crazy matches my crazy yeah 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 it's that yeah. <laughs> We've had these Rose Garden talks. We've labeled them appropriately. <laughs> yep. Uh, so join the den. <laughs> yeah. Join yeah, the Rose Garden. Only if you're 18 plus can you join the Rose Garden. That is our yeah. not safe yeah. for work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Did we? I didn't. I don't think I saw it coming, the two of them together. I don't think I did mm. either. Because it happens yeah, kind of fast. I think. Mm. Not in like a bad way, but... Yeah. Like, <laughs> the first time he effectively sees Victra, she's like being carried to safety out of the Oasis in Golden Sun, and she's like heckling, like, <laughs> being a crazy... Like, well, I don't he's know. the one So I feel like... That back then, it's he's the one who's being rude to her because Quinn's just died, and she's like the one oh, being yeah. like, yeah. "What? What is like? <clears throat> what is all your problems?" And Darrow has to be the one who's kind of like, "Uh, not now." And Vic, yeah, like, Sabra goes off, and so she makes some comment about like, "What's up with this short one?" <laughs> What's yeah, up with him? she's like, "I don't think he likes me very much." <laughs> yeah. She's like, "That's strange. Everyone likes me." <laughs> yeah, like I don't get it. Yeah, yeah I don't understand. And then we it's get the. Like. Uh... What did you expect? Uh, warm milk and cookies? Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, I'm gold. Like. I'm yeah, gold. I'm gold, bitch. Oh, what's what's the actual? Oh, sorry. Are we not? Are we not? What did you What did you expect? Testing? Warm milk and cookies? I'm gold, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely. Oh, just because I'm pocket sized. Yeah. 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 What did you expect? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I okay, so fun fact. Um, I definitely had a submission to the first Hazard Bedlam last year or two years ago, whenever yeah. it was. Uh, with my little like tin howler cup and I had milk in it and I had milk and cookies and I like put that quote with my like submission. Nice. Because it was just so perfect. Nice. I like, love that. Aw. Yeah. That also happened this week. We were having such a howler yeah. week. Hazard Bedlam started week. this week. Yeah. It's been a week. We'll cover that one next episode because we can't uh, even... anyway. Yeah, it's just sticker purchases right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, tree amount i was like i'm poor yeah I know. i'm not a very lucky person i don't win things so i was like i'm not gonna spend a bunch of money on stickers yeah. and i'm not gonna 
Yeah. But I will be competing. That's the way to do it. Uh, but yeah, that's great. Of like, yeah, milk and cookies. So we've been setting, I don't know. I feel like they haven't had that many scenes that we've seen that are the like back and forth kind of like you would hint at anything. Oh, actually, um, we didn't talk about the actual Howler initiation. I know that was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he like <clears throat> is in this little like power exchange with her where she like is so drunk. She can't get up to get her cloak. And he like makes her like have help to stand and like receive her cloak and i like thought that was kind of an intense moment okay for those two. Okay. yeah yeah yeah. sparks sparks <laughs> well and even probably how hard she wants to be a howler is gonna be like due to yeah. him because darrow's not a howler mm-hmm. so and her whole thing of like what's a girl got to do to get a wolf cloak around here yeah and, like, yeah yeah, she's like, uh, Absolutely. I'm a perfect physical specimen on and off my feet. <laughs> yes. So maybe even back Not, then yeah. if she's being. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the follow up immediately to that is not using me is an indictment on his intelligence. <laughs> it's like. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Dang. Ooh, coming in with the spice. <laughs> ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe it's the chase. Do we think she likes the chase of it? Because usually being as beautiful and powerful as she is, I'm sure it's not difficult for her to find companionship. Yeah, maybe. No, Which I would mean, then like, also hunt Darrow, basically. I was going to say, Darrow yeah, was the other one that like she that. chased. And he just was like, I got, I got other people. He has <laughs> hands and Mustang. Yeah. Oh. Hell diver hands and the horsey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which from what happens after this is this now where we see Mustang or is this? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, sure. yeah. He's telling old institute stories. Yes, the... we get the parent yeah. bonding, the meeting of the in-laws, <laughs> if you will, because yeah. Kavik's yeah. being Mustang's in-laws and. We get Darrow's family, yeah. Narrow and Yeah. We yeah. get we get the the tearful uh like thank you for not leaving me, like mm-hmm. and it's you're your family because my boy said you were family. Yeah. And if not him, then your family because Mustang says you're family. And if not that, your family because I say your family. Yeah. And Darrow's That's you're like, going to say Sophocles. <laughs> well, also Sophocles. Yeah. Who <laughs> so is kicking and, around. I mean, we, do, we, do get the, we do get the jelly bean. We get the jelly yeah. bean. Deanna gets to give a jelly bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love this scene of just after how much we've gone through and like not just the quick pacing and the battles and everything, but then Ragnar's death and everything else. You do just get a like sitting around the di- dining room table swapping stories and Darrow even says, I'm glad it happened this way. And it wasn't a forced yep. thing. It was, you guys have established this on your own. You didn't need my supervision. Like, it's just yeah. clear that it's, it's going to work out. Yeah. And like his mom, like it even talks about his mom, uh, basically can tell he's 
just wildly uncomfortable with the two halves of his life coming together yeah. without yeah. any of his control. He's like, she can see like, my yeah, panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, messy people. Beautiful, messy people telling beautiful stories and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get That's my that. son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cavex. So then Pax, Pax. That's my son. Yeah, he's like, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. Love that. Most, the Telemanises are just the most like pure hearted people of probably the entire series. Like they're just oh, good. Yeah. Like yep. to their bone. Yeah. They're just Yeah, we had this we had the conversation I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. Like interesting to like I we'd be interested to see why a family like that would be so um, like basically so loyal to Nero. Yeah. That they yeah, just don't no, that's have the same point. standings. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's well, an interesting... Well, and again, like, I, at some point in all this, when we were talking about therapy in space, and <laughs> the only ones who I would say, like, probably obviously need some grief counseling, probably, from the loss of their son, but seem grounded, and I mean, obviously, also Cavix is slightly unhinged, <laughs> but I, I have the belief he's putting it on. He's not as crazy as he seems. He just wants yeah. that fun in life. Oh, no way. Um. Yeah, he's just like he's yeah, but they are the only people that you look at and you're like, you don't actually need hardcore therapy, unlike everybody else. And it's because they have such a strong rooted family of like, we will talk about our feelings, we are here for it. Like, we got an issue, let's talk it out, like, let's support each other. And that's we're seeing that in this scene of like, hey, like, we're we're telling the good stories about our son who's gone. And the daughter we raised clearly needs our help right now. And now, you know, the the son we're taking on. Like, and you just see that, that they have just that strong rooted family that we only really see in the reds. We don't see that in mm. any other gold family. That's a red trait that they have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because the golds is all about the appearance of family. It's really more the name than it is yeah. the actual, like, bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. the Bolognas are, like, a good example of that, too. You know? Like, Cassius's mother is just, like, beside herself because she wants to be. Like, Julian wasn't even the favorite. Yeah. He wasn't. Like, yeah, why is she so upset? Liked. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm like, it's all very much, like, a theatrical For presentation, sure. I think. Yeah. yeah. But um, I do think about frequently and... I don't think it's a spoiler to say, but because you get Mustang's POV in the second trilogy, like I actually felt like it was weird being in her brain because like now I'm thinking in the reread, like why is she so attached to her family? Is that like just her gold trait of how she was raised? Because I mean, her father was not likable. Like he was pretty pretty intense man and he was not very good to her so like i was always just kind of like questioning on this reread like why is she so loyal to nero like just just because like she had no real affection for him or him for her so yeah yeah well she she does talk about um about that a little bit i believe it's towards the end of golden sun 
where she's like, it was, it was a lot for me to fucking go hogtie Adrius and bring him naked to Olympus. Yeah. In the Institute. Like, I was raised my whole life that, mm -hmm. that the bond of family, like, not necessarily the emotional bond, but the, right. like, the ties of family <clears throat> come first for everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's I mean, that's definitely part of where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Fair. I, uh, but, but you do bring up a good, yeah. And, but you see also like when she sees Nero for the first few times, especially even after she's thought he's kidnapped or whatever. And they finally brought him back. Like she's just kind of a like, Hey dad, in comparison to yeah. um, when she sees Cavex and he just like, oh yeah, I was captured again. I was injured again. Yeah. Like, and she's like, stop yeah. being a damsel in distress. But like <clears throat> full throw her hands over him. Like, oh my God, I was fully worried rather than Nero. It's like, oh yeah, you. But Cavex is the one that she's like, oh my God, like I have spent months or however long it was like genuinely worried for your well-being. And even like we see that in the last part where Darrow ends up kidnapping Kavex and her whole thing is like, do not hurt him. But we've never seen at any point her like turn to Darrow and be like, please protect my father. Like she's just like, okay, well, if it happens, if it happens, uh, but that's that's she? not necessarily true. She does tell him not to let them kill Nero mm. when they're going to Aegea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like it's not the same vibe as that's the, like, it. No, absolutely. It's the, like, it's a political yeah. vibe of don't let him, rather than, like, yeah. the, like, I was genuinely worried about you. Like. Oh, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. that's, like, I guess the reason I think about it, too, is because, um, like a, I don't think it's a theme. That's the the wrong word. But like something we see over and over again is Darrow deciding at each point who he's gonna trust, right? And so we see multiple points of like, is Victor trustworthy? Is Roke trustworthy? Is Mustang trustworthy? You know what I mean? So like the fact that her character is called into question, I think, I don't know. I think I just paid attention to it more because you know, by all rights she's an Augustus like yeah. she is wicked smart and not necessarily on his side until she really proves that she is. Yeah. So. Yep. Got a live one. Bottle lick in the. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. Not... yeah. But uh, yeah. And then we get at the end of this Darrow and Mustang left, but my favorite part is. Deanna saying, like, come home to, to Darrow. Like, you need to come home mm -hmm. to me. And then turns to yeah. Mustang and says, you too. Like, yeah. You yeah. need to come Super home. Sweet. Both of you come home. Like, it's just Before so they take off to the actual... Yeah. To Ilium, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we get... Um, we get foreshadowing there. I, I can't want... say why, but... Yeah. I, uh... I wanted to talk about a parallel that I noticed on this read through. Yeah. Um, so 
when Darrow is in the penthouse uh, talking with Dancer in Red Rising, it talks about how my knuckles are pristine, like my hands are like brand new. And Dancer says, you are a good man who will have to do bad things. Right. In this section, just before they leave for Ilium, Dancer and Darrow are talking and Darrow looks at his hands and he says they are brutal, scarred things. And Dancer says, you're a good man. And Darrow says, well, then why do I want to do bad things? Mm. Yeah. Brought it back. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I had, yeah, I, had no, I hadn't too. noticed that specific. Uh, yeah. Callback. Yeah. Interesting. Hitting us again, Pierce, with the parallels. Oh, it's <laughs> all over them. It's all over them. But yeah. But now we're, are we now heading to Ilium? That's where we're. Yep. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, that's our next go, stop. We get to go see the Rim Lords and we, Mustang and Darrow are our two, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever. They're the two that are going to go talk to the Rim Lords and try and. Com- ambassadors. 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 Um, convince. Uh, gave up really soon. <laughs> I know. Uh, convince Romulus O'Ra that you know he is not to trust the uh, the sovereign. And what has she done to you? You need to join on our side. But the interesting thing is, we arrive, and when they're taking off the shoes, there is another pair of shoes in the door that are polished black. Hmm. And I just like it, though, that they even described how long it takes to take off the grab boots. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll be right I got there. So, yeah. I've got so many get latches. Like, yeah. Get get out his screwdrivers and right. undo everything. <laughs> yeah. I live in um, these. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I got the smell. Um, oh, yeah. He's, like, conscious then, of the smell. Yeah. Um, and then we... We quickly get to meet Romulus's daughter, yes. Dara, yeah, um, yeah. and we get to see how different the rim golds are to the core golds. Yes, yeah. But like all the core golds, just like they're handed everything, um, decadence, and and yeah, exactly. It's decadence versus kind of austerity. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they talk about the servants, and she's like, I haven't earned servants yet. Like, and she's yeah. like giggling, yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, not until I have laughing. one of these. Yeah. Um, and like, can't watch Romulus even says, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Romulus even says, like, what parent would want their children to have servants? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that is. So different, yeah. To the core, it's goals. so badass. It's very like, um, I don't know, like the minimalist, like aesthetic yeah. of it, Liter- and like, like literally the, very Spartan rarity of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really cool. Golds are not my favorite in terms of like just of the colors, but like 
I like the rim golds a lot. Oh yeah. They're yeah. so different. And, and that they're, uh, they talk about how they're, um, the honor of the rim golds is very much, uh, intact and, and it yeah. means yeah. a lot to them. Whereas in the core honor is mm -hmm. con convenient. Like yeah. when it's convenient, they're honorable. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he's Darrow has eaten at their table. And so he's, he's safe. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I, I think it's, um, I think it is interesting how Darrow actually makes sure to ask, like, does that extend to reds? No, that's smart. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's smart. Um, I think, was that Sebro actually? Who asked I that? I don't think so. I'm fairly no, certain it was Darrow. I think it's when there they're deciding, because his Romulus's sister came out and like invited them. We don't have to spend. Oh time no! You sorry. You are right. Do the rules governing treatment of guests extend to reds or just golds? Yeah, yeah and he's like, "Hey, thanks for looking yeah. out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just read this today, so. Oh, so you're real on top of it. I'm fresh. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm tainted. <laughs> you are tainted. Yeah. You just uh, read multiple books ahead. Multiple. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is an interesting, you know, th that's, I think, something that I think even Darrow at this point forgets that he's a red. And he says it all the yeah. time that he, you know, when he's hanging out with his family, like, he doesn't feel the connection that he used to. So it's probably even in this moment where, like, Severo's the one who's like, dude, do you <laughs> not remember who you are? And I think Darrow probably just went, oh, yeah, well, that's fine. Like, I would obviously be accepted. And it's like... Yeah. Uh, actually, well, bud, we figured out what's happened here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the first sigilless human in how mm -hmm. many years? So I, I feel like in his mind, years. he's just—he's transcending color already. You know. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yep. I'm just a man. Yeah. But good catch for Severo. <laughs> good catch for Severo. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah. we get the peace. It does talks. make sense that Several would be the one that catches that too. Yeah. Well, because yeah, I was well, and I was gonna say because Several's been so on the outside of everything that he's probably used to not actually, even if he is considered a gold up until a year ago, he is not used to them even. Like, yeah, we claim that we'll protect you, but like you're so, like you're such a bronzy, like you're so below and then him probably being super self-conscious now of being this half and half that we don't really explore it, a lot. Is it actually public that he's half and half or is that it's just not like, public you know, at you know. this point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, he would still be accepted as a gold. Yeah. But he like, probably I'm has like, this concern still of, right. Cause he talks about always being the outsider. So even if he is pure yeah. gold, he's always yeah. looking out for like, who's actually going to treat me in a good manner in comparison right. to, um, like, yeah, I don't think he's concerned that he's now half and half. It's more that he yeah. grew up being like, I'm this, you know, pocket sized. Lowered, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, well be I think the one too, we don't, about that. We don't know much about it. 
So he hasn't necessarily been to Io before, but he spent time out in Pluto. Like he's been to the rim before. Yeah, that's true. He might be a little bit more familiar. Yeah. He's got more worldly solar system-y experiences. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But well, uh, so then we get the peace talks and who's hanging out at the peace Mm -hmm. talk. It's Roke. It's your boy. <laughs> the boy. Better nice. I like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Eating cheesecake. Yeah. Drinking coffee. Being Damn. emo. Jealous. I love so, cheesecake. Me I too. love cheesecake. And coffee. Yep. Admiring a volcano. Yes. We get the volcano is right there. Yep. We're just hanging yep. out. <clears throat> I totally forgot I like- this was part of the book too like like i remember the bulk of it but it's been so many years since i've read it i like forgot roke came to this peace talk or not peace talk this negotiation negotiation yeah which they yeah they are both supposed to be negotiating it is not supposed to be that roke is there all so it is two negotiations have now combined into a yeah bartering right and romulus romulus is like romulus coming out to the dust (laughs) yeah meet with yeah. them and Vila's like no no come with me yeah yeah so we get uh you know and Darrow I think is still hurt by the whole thing and still you know it's my oh, old yeah. friend it's both Roke and Cassius he often goes back to this mentality of that's my old friend like that's you know yeah, he's like I wish I he always wishes things were different yeah, yeah. And I mean, because I documented everything for Roke in this read through, like I really tried to pay attention as much as I could. But like this quote from Darrow is his only sin is loving his people too much, as is his way, you know. So I firmly, you know, not everyone will agree, but I firmly believe that like in terms of people, not actions or like, I don't know, events or battles or decisions like that, I think in terms of people. Roke is Darrow's biggest failure. Like yeah. he really, really dropped the ball on that friendship. Oh, for sure he did. People like to blame yeah, Roke. Like, I don't I don't defend what Roke did, but I understand why. Yeah, like Dar- Darrow is absolutely not faultless in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um like let's not get it twisted. Um yeah. he <clears throat> stabs him in the throat with a needle. Yep. Oh, yeah. To, you know, to spare him. But how does that look to Roke? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he has no idea why. And you won't explain it to him. Yeah, you literally won't. Like, And then you get cozy with the jackal. You don't tell him. Yes. Thank you. You don't tell him anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you won't even apologize. Like you did zero things. The beginning of Golden Sun, he just to take it all the way back. Uh, I think like once, but wasn't it right yeah, after? Yeah, and it's it's not great. But something no. I don't remember. But it's been yeah, it's it's, it's after the time, Iron Rain. Yeah, he, yeah, it's after the Iron Rain because it's the whole yeah, like for, she's here, she's um, on Luna, and like Daryl's like I know, and it's like at least yes, let him pretend. So, yeah. That he found something out for you. Yeah. And yeah, I just so. think like the maturity of Darrow and Golden Sun 
is like a big reason why that relationship didn't work out because let's be honest, the golden Sundaro is arrogant. Like yeah. he oh, thinks he knows yeah. 100% of the time. And then in Morningstar, we get like humbled Darrow yeah. <laughs> who realizes that he cannot do everything yeah. and he has to lean on other people. But yeah, the- going way, way back, you know, right whenever uh, Darrow loses at the Academy to Karnas, you know, Roke is right there the whole time. Like to the point where Darrow's like, Roke has taken to following me around <laughs> and he's yeah. like annoyed by it. But like Roke is like trying to be there for his homie. And, you know, he just always shows up when he's not asked to show up. And then it's just like Darrow could not, could not, would not, is another story. But, like, he did not reciprocate that when Roke was at his lowest point. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I also, at the same time, can't figure out why Roke would side with the side that, like, I'm so mad at you, Darrow, so I'm going back to the Sovereign and the Jackal, who are actually the ones who did the killing that I'm now blaming Darrow on. Like, that's always my thing, is, like, every time it's, like, you let Quinn die. Um, you're now working for the murderers. Like, that's always my, like... Yes, but two responses to that. One, because at that meeting with Romulus, you know, Mustang and Darrow, like, tell him, like, no, it was Asia and the Sovereign and Adrius, like, all of them had a hand in Quinn's death. And he's, like, kind of, like, resisting that information. He's like, what? No, that can't be the truth. So he clearly did not know, especially about Adrius, you know. But then... Oh, man, I had another train of thought. I lost it. Dang it. It'll come back to me. Well, the other thing, too, is if he didn't know, getting that information... You know, should that not Switch sway him over. a little bit? I or mean, at like, least, I like, be neutral, maybe man. He's, maybe he's far past, but, like... Yeah, I think at that point, he's too far gone. You know, he literally says, like, all I have left is, like, my duty to my color. Like, yeah. I think... From his perspective, right, Darrow's his best friend. Notwithstanding Severo, but, like, Roke is really there for Darrow. And, you know, when, when the gala scene happens, he just suddenly is, is turned on. And then there's no explanation. Um, he doesn't ever get any kind of conversation out of that. And I think he's just really wounded and really alone. Not to mention, like, you know, this, this man had, like, no real family. I mean, he has family, but, like, he was raised by, like, nannies and tutors. And, like, yeah. I think he's been really fighting to have relationships that matter like his whole life and he finally found that in the institute with darrow and with his house and that's why he stayed you know so to have like that one person kind of similar to tactus but obviously not exactly the same like there was like this one person who really made him feel seen and like he mattered and i think that whenever that was gone you know and then and then quinn obviously yeah but Yep. All that was left was like his ideology, you know, yeah. how he was raised. Yeah. Yeah. Which he does romanticize. Mm-hmm. Which oh, definitely romanticizes. Well, he romanticizes everything. Yeah. Which that's why he's my favorite. Like, <laughs> that's he's fair. Not, he's, you like he's not my, he's not like my book crush. Like, I identify with him probably out of like any of these characters. 
Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. He was just pushed to that, that edge, that point of no return, I think. Which is unfortunate, but I get it. Because, yeah. I mean, that's, that's any relationship that you put a lot of effort into, you know? Like, when you're holding it down for someone for a long time, and at a certain point, they're just basically like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you're going to let that relationship go. If it doesn't serve you anymore, you know, it has to be a two-way street. Otherwise, sure. yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, and that's why I kind of, I wish wash on him. Because I, mm. I get it. But also when he's given new information, like he won't accept it of like, you are working with the killers that you are blaming me for. Like, and it's like, mm-hmm. he, he never just internalizes to be like, oh, like mm. that little bit, which we see in this. So back to the negotiation or whatever it is we're talking about yeah. is when we learn that uh, it's all the is it helium three has been taken and they are now hoarding enough that could be used for a second, uh, like killing of. Oh, it's, it's all the nukes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. All the nukes. That's what it is. It is. Yeah. And, and has to, um, you have to watch him trying to grapple with the, like, who, like, who am I working for? Who, but he knows that going into the, like he. Well, I think, I mean, he knows, he knows Darrow is lying, you know? I, I think that that sense of trust, just because it was never repaired, like, why would mm. he flip, yeah. you know? Like, Darrow's given him no reason to come to come back. Right. Like, but the Sovereign's not really given a reason to stay. And especially in this part where we're mm. now seeing of, like, the nukes are gone, what do you know, what do you not know? Like... Yeah, He's, one like he just doubles and, down on stuff rather than and and it's not it's not yeah. like he didn't know about these thirty megaton nukes. It's just no, we didn't grab them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're there. Yeah. We just didn't sure. grab them. So he knew that the sovereign had this. Like yeah. that's the kind of person the sovereign is. Yeah. yeah. But at that point, I mean Roke is an island. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where, do, where, I mean, where, does he, where is he going to go? He has, and he has to yeah. have an alliance somewhere in this world. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's back into a, to a corner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and like the other thing too is like, sure, you you flip rogue. Um, what's the sword armada going to do? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Rogue starts, you know blatantly being like all right this is this is some some pro rising moves um you know he's just he's gonna catch a bullet in the back of the head from one of the yeah, yeah. it's like damned the, if you do like, damned if yeah you exactly like, yeah he's gone yeah. too far at this point yeah. yeah well he has too much i don't know too much influence but at the same time not enough mm-hmm. like too much influence on the wrong side <laughs> and then yes no, but at the same time, he's replaceable to that side. Oh, 100%. unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because that's how they play. But, I mean, I think he's just still, like, just equally as much as Darrow was wounded by Roke, I think Roke is still wounded by Darrow. Yeah. You know, he, I don't think he ever wanted things to be like this, but I just feel like very strongly. I think I have a quote, actually. 
Yeah, so he's talking right whenever he's trying to leave. Daryl like kind of chases after and is like, wait. And Baroque says, gold, red, it doesn't matter. Your spirit is black. Gwen was good. Leah was good. And you used them. You are ruined, Daryl. You drain your friends of life and you leave them wasted in your wake, convincing yourself each death is worth it. And he's not wrong. I think, I think that's a very intense take on it, but from Rogue's perspective, like he's leaving no man untouched. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Well, we'll pause for there on this discussion because we will revisit Roke. Yeah. Uh, but the peace talks, we get Romulus on our side. Or Darrow's side. Darrow's side. (laughs) And and, uh, we then... Two-thirds of our side. Yeah, we then... Hey, listen, I'm (laughs) pro-rising. Just if your boy could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Just to say it. Why didn't you talk to him, Scarlet? Yeah. I didn't. Come I didn't. On. I was far away. I was far away. Yeah. Uh, but then we get uh, the pre- preparation for battle as we're all going to go into. Mm-hmm. We, we see Darrow um, standing on the outside of... Like the battle preparation. Yeah, that like benediction the that gold. they do. Yeah, the, the gold benediction. Um he's he's kind of standing back with Sefi. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, he's a he's a red. He can't participate yeah. in, in gold well, yeah. rituals, right? He like used to when he was in disguise, but now he's like I well, don't exactly have to, like, because end anymore. Yep. Well, and it's and it's a rim Yeah. That's true. Like it's a rim ritual that's going on. So, like, there's no way they would even accept him. It's not like it's, you know, his right. rising army. It's the golds that are allied with him are participating in yeah. this rim tradition. Yeah. So I don't. I'm yeah. pretty sure that that even if he was like, yeah, I'm gonna get in there, Romulus would have been like, that's fair. The fuck I'm are like, you doing? Yeah, get the out, fuck you, you red. Are. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he has this really cool moment just watching them with Sefi. Like where he's seeing them in a new way. Like I think before it's it's a far cry from when he from when he was wanting just the extermination of gold. And now mm-hmm. he's just like, Man, we won't see their like again. You yeah. know, like this is a dying a dying, dying race breed. pretty much. Yeah, dying, dying breed, breed, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, then we go into everybody on their different ships and everything. And we get uh, the kiss, which is my favorite. Everyone was in the den talking about, I think, Ragnar's death on the day that I had read ahead. And I was like, guys, the Mustang Darrow kiss. It's just so Disney-like, come back to me. Like, you know, like, I'm doing (laughs) this, like... Can we please establish before one of us dies that, like, there was something here? And it's so (laughs) brief, and, like, I just love that. Um, Yeah. But this is the moment where Severo and 
Is this not the moment Sever and Victor break no. up? No. Oh. Nope. No. Nope. No. No. Uh, Darrow. Darrow says to Victor, "You're supposed, or to Victor, you're supposed to be on." Oh, you're right. Yeah, but oh. Victor refuses yes, to leave her side. Another, his side. Yeah, 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 and Victor she goes, "This is." This isn't the oh, what is the name of the ship? We got a bunch of ship names in these chapters. Pandora shows up in this one. We get um, yeah, but that's Antonia. Yeah, Antonia. I'm trying to think all of the different. It's like the echo of something or the song of something. Persephone. Persephone's echo, a ship in this in song this of Persephone. Persephone. Yeah. Persephone's null. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of like. Smaller ships that we only see, like, in these chapters. Yeah, we get a whole bunch. But yeah, Victor is supposed to be there, and she just wanders onto Darrow's ship, which yeah, is great. Yeah, she's like, oh! We get these, like, oh, back-to-back. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to be on the shout of Mykos. This isn't the Mykos. She bites her lip. <laughs> well, I suppose I got lost. I'll just follow you around so that doesn't happen again. Prime? Yeah. And then yes. Severo sent you, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, she said, like, his oh, heart is worry. a black little thing, but it can still break. Yeah, mm. but uh, yeah. So we get, but we get one of my favorite parts, which we didn't discuss. They do this as well, just before the Iron Rain, of all of them on the voice comms, talking and their chatter. Yeah. Of, they're all and Sefi is booming, and Sefi. everybody is yeah, like, like "Turn down your <laughs> output volume." What is output? What is output volume? <laughs> <laughs> they're all free and then you get okay. like holiday being like lean down like, lean down, down. <laughs> and it's the all comedy. like that quiet is a misdemeanor <laughs> like, yeah. misdemeanor a misnomer, <laughs> misnomer. <Yeah>. arrested <laughs> too loud <laughs> too, yeah too loud Not a felony. Yeah. but i love it you got it right before iron gold and we didn't even comment on it but it's just those like human moments of like we're trying to make yeah. the best of it but it's where you get all of the good friends and all of them in their places like you know and and it gives you a little bit of okay so holidays with Sefi, we know victor's with um darrow and kind of working their way through all of those but i just yeah the little comedy bits right we, before we they get into the intense that. battle and we find the out comedy that- Clown and Severo are huddled in an asteroid, uh, foot to face the fart box. Yeah. <laughs> and Clown says it smells awful in here. And <laughs> That's just you. You're like, like yeah. face is a vacuum. vacuum. You. Like, He's oh, like, yeah, so it is. Just kidding. But then we also find out of, I think this is where it's reiterated of the Howlers are still not allowed to shower before battle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Howlers yeah. don't shower Room before battle. 17. Rule 17. I want them, uh, sh- um, smelly, <laughs> sexy. sexy, and savage. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's going to be the hit new single. Sexy and savage, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping next season. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we just get their little tidbits right before we all go off against the Sword Armada. Right. And we. When Darrow's we just Darrow. going to be madder than red. Yep. <clears throat> or mad, madder yeah, than a violet? Yeah. What's the term? Madder than a violet. Madder than violet is the term. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I love that Darrow's whole plan kind of hinges on Roke 
not realizing, like, not necessarily how actually insane he is, but the insane shit he will do. Yeah. He's like, Roke thinks he knows me, so I will hide behind the this flaw of character. Mm-hmm. And, and he just launches claw drills. Yeah. Roke's ship. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I remember the first time I read that, I was like, you can do that? And, like, Rolo, who's, I guess, been with them since Phobos, and he's just, like, yeah. a homie now, like, retrofitted yep. these, like, thrusters. I was like, this is insane. Like, you yep. better drill and, into and spaceships. <laughs> and it's not just, like, um, that thrusters have been retrofit. They're, like, they're synced into the fleet. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's legit. Because because uh one of the blues basically saves Darrow. Like he would have been he would have been fucked, but yeah. one of the blues on the ship like adjusts his Yeah. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mad. Yeah, Mad we did. Yeah, what a, what an absolutely fucking manic scene. Which is yeah. this the first he's, time we see Darrow back on a quad drill? No. Yeah. Old, no. Cause he drilled down through in Golden Sun, he drilled. No, no, that was a leechcraft drill. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was the thermal true. drill from a leechcraft. Like you're talking about dropping into when he went... Yes, yeah, it was the drill from a leechcraft. So this because, is the first okay. time we're back on. Because the he was gold. He was gold then. Oh, so, you know, I just. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, this is why we keep him around. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my mind this whole time I was like, oh, it's a claw, a claw drill. But yeah, no, clearly, it's, it's it was literally not. just like just a fucking thermal disc that just gets ridiculously hot and just melts through. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes the I struggle. Sometimes I struggle with the visuals of these things because they don't exist. So That's I'm like, fair. wait. Mm. This is one of the scenes though I remember even my first read through and continuously and I'm not someone who usually visualizes the whole thing as I go like I I'm just not a visual person and this is one of the ones of having the claw drill fully like drop through that is ingrained in my memory of just how it's written like it's just so right and then having people have to like drop down with after because we do have Victor following him around um (laughs) Yep. With the Valkyries. With the Valkyries. But I love that he like has that really cute moment with the other uh the other hell divers and he's just like, Alright, let's burn. I'm like, yeah, Oh, that's so this. Cool. Yeah. So yep. cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cinematic. Eyes. Yeah. 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 The amount of Almost close calls his head taken off by a rail slug, yeah. No, yeah. one comes up like through like almost hits him in the balls. Yeah, yeah like it, it almost that takes one. him through the groin and like <laughs> He's like ah. basically run rings through the cabin so hard that it like it rattles his teeth in his skull. Yeah. 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 Like it basically skims up along his torso. Crazy. God damn. Yeah. I know. Like ooh, everyone clenched a little bit on that part. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but uh and yeah, then we like get dents, until it stops and dents the metal like an alien baby or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh and then right after this, we get the infamous line of "I am Felicia." Oh, and Victra's yes. "Bye, Felicia." Bye, oh Felicia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I fucking I died just, laughing the first time yes. I saw that. 
Same. Um, the humor in these books just scales like oh so evenly. They get progressively so funny. So this one. Just, am I doing yeah. it right? Yeah. So this is my first. Mm. My first time I met Pierce was in Toronto from Morningstar, and I, I had read them. But when you're doing the signings, you don't want to ask questions that are going to be too spoilery to the rest of the room. So I was trying to avoid what I was saying. And so I asked the question, and this is in front of everyone. And I am front row because we all know I'm that person. And so it's like me, Pierce. And I'm like, so like, why do you add so many pop culture references to your books? And he just looks at me and into his microphone yells, bye Felicia! Oh my, like, god. oh my god <laughs> like, right. turn down your input <laughs> yeah, it was just this thing and turn I was down like, your output volume yeah um but yeah he just and then he i think looked at me and he's like continue and i was like nope Damn. like nope but his whole thing was he figures and everyone who's reading this is into the same level of references pop yeah. culture all of that that he is and so we'll get amused and if you don't know what's happening you don't lose anything like it just becomes a very awkward like why would someone going into battle introduce themselves like that's that's all it becomes is like that's a bizarre thing for someone to do and then but it's all yeah. just a setup for the bye felicia <laughs> but oh uh, no one does it like the telemanises except maybe felicia <laughs> yeah yeah felicia Alwood that's true yeah Either, no, we don't, we, the world will never know we don't know and That's we don't between, care. Between I've got and and Pierce the, in the pages. Yeah. Oh. I was like, God and Pierce. God and Pierce are the only ones who will ever know. Maybe go. he didn't give her last name. Maybe we should yeah. ask him. No, he definitely did. He, he like he did? He's, he's got he's names got back. and everything for everyone. Hmm. Yeah. Well, then we should ask him. We should. Write this down. Write this down. But I'm just going to put it in a Reaper's room right now. Reaper's room. Somebody. You have no, Scarlett, I don't know if you've oh. seen. I finally get to get rid of this post-it note because it has to do with Roke. And I thought of it weeks back. But this one just says, Pierce skiing on Mars. Who knows? Who knows oh. what's happening? This one says, what is Pierce the soundboard. You don't get to know context. I just, in the middle of um, recording, write these things. But now he's actually going to drop it in the Reaper's room. Uh, I'm like, for what's those your, listening, what's your you, rope one? well, we can't talk about it until the end of this, and then I'll bring it up. Oh, oh my, bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm you're like sorry. a chapter ahead of time. Uh, for those listening, and you don't know what the Reapers Room is, it is where in the den we like all the questions you've ever wanted to ask Pierce. Uh, so it's obvious it's been around since the beginning of the den, and we are finally putting it to good use. So some of the Dude, questions, yeah, weird. Some of the questions have been in there since November, and some are coming forward this week. And so that's where we're yep. going to be taking majority. We have some others in our back pocket, but majority will be coming from the Reaper's room. So join now, and you can, like, tomorrow put up questions, because then I think we're closing it down before, <laughs> before it Yeah, I think up. we're closing it down, it's, like... Oh, we might be closing it down. Two days I don't know. It might be down by the time you're watching this episode. So for the next time we get Pierce, false alarm. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, come come hang out, but 
But no questions for you. You should have yeah. joined earlier. But if you're if you're in the den, bef- like by that time, don't you get to ask real time questions or no? We're doing it all. No, we're no, not doing real time questions. Everything okay. will be preset. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Which goes into my Pierce soundboard post a note, but I'm not even going to explain that one. Um, okay. Anyway, no, Fair. everything we do is going to be preset just so that we're not night of stumbling over who's what, where's happening. It'll just be flow. Yeah. So cool. think, think it over there. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, after the death of Bye, Felicia. Um, <laughs> so good. And the uh, the pink letting Darrow's wait, faction wait. onto the bridge. Before we get there, mm. before we get there, I have one thing that I never noticed before until yeah. this reread, and it's Trigg's Ambi rifle. Oh? Like, Is that what Holiday, Holiday has? Holiday's yeah. She has something, something called the, an Ambi rifle that I guess was her brother's. This bitch, the barrel goes like this, and she shoots around corners. What? I mean, in the like, name? That, that's that a thing. That is so now. cool. Is it? Um, I'm, yeah. I don't know. Enough but yes, that, yeah, it does, but I thought it that was cool it. as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got, uh, it does say. And I think it switches, rifle. I assume it switches mm-hmm. types of animation, because she like, yeah. I don't know, switches the barrel or something. But I'm like, that sounds like the most dope gun ever. <laughs> yeah. She adjusts her yeah. rifle's multi multi use barrel. Yeah, how cool! Yeah, Ambi like rifle. For sure, there's multiple ammuni- different ammunitions in that yeah. in yeah. that rifle. Amazing! I picture like a shotgun. Yeah, there's you know, but like with a revolver type rotating. Yeah. Yeah. Section to it. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably more of like a, like an AR style rifle mm. with multiple, um, multiple, uh, basically streams of ammunition in the in the clip. Oh, so you don't think you can change it, or you can? Oh yeah, you definitely can. But I mean, like, like it's a, probably like a hose. You know, yeah. Hose. yeah. I got you. Yeah. Twist it in the stream. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's yeah. probably a, like a thumb switch, right? Right. Just like a rotary <laughs> switch, right by the thumb, so you can click it up or down into whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's there's actually there's actually a gun or a gun attachment uh, that exists now. It's called the corner shot, and and it's literally just like a rotation. Like the barrel just rotates. I feel like that was. I need to know science. Yeah, my my brain doesn't like understand how that's actually real. Because I'm like that's that's very like it's the the, like sorry the barrel doesn't rotate. It's like you basically stick a whole gun around the wall. Oh, but you have a screen. Okay, that that makes sense to me. You've got a screen. Gotcha. That would okay, yeah. Because in my mind, like, the math does not. Yeah, the sorry. Science. That yeah, absolutely. You, a the barrel. bullet would just go. That's what she say. But doesn't she yeah. say that the barrel twists? Do you still have that page open? Doesn't she say the? It's like the barrel. I don't know. I could be spouting nonsense. I mean, I this know. is the future. But, uh, so who knows? This is the future. I picture it being like, obviously, better technology than today, but like not quite. Star Wars. Modern and... 
Yeah, like we don't have you're laser like, like modern guns to us, yet. but not modern to them. Yeah, like we don't yeah. have lasers yet, but no. yeah. Well, I never noticed it before. But and they're also not using gunpowder. Right. So modern compared to us, but yeah. not, not like Star Wars. One. Yeah. yeah, not Star Wars. Not like phasers mm-hmm. or whatever. Laser phaser bobaser. Yeah. Did you guys ever yeah. play Munchkin? Ogling. The, yeah, it says the barrel joints rotate so it peeks around the wall and feeds the visual link directly into her bionic eye. So cool. I love Holiday. Oh, and and actually, four quick bursts tear out of the gun. 30 rounds each from the ammo magazine in the back of her armor. Wow. The back of her armor? So, it's yeah, like so it's feeding... like it's a backpack. It's, so, I'm guessing it's like, you know, how a helicopter minigun has a box with a, like... Mm-hmm. a chain of ammunition basically I would imagine that it's very similar to that where it's like basically tethered to her back Yeah, and it's when like, she changes it switches what whatever ammunition she's using like a Gatlin gun almost but yeah, yes. that's crazy anyway I, I thought know. that was super that's cool and cool. I never noticed it before yeah. yep yep uh, but yeah you were saying about the pink taking the bridge yeah, um, yeah, they're like, there's there's no way we're going to drill through this door before all of the reinforcements show up. It's like this door is custom uh, Ganymede Industries, so it's it's a door that's come from the rim. The door of doors. Be... Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're like, well, we're fucked. And then the door opens, mm-hmm. and this tiny little pink... Is sitting there with a little mischievous smile. My girl. And I and love they, that character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they infl- they infiltrate the bridge. Right. And, like... uh, and then and then she's just like, fuck yeah, and locks the door behind them and is like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every time. So good. I love Pink's man. They're my and, favorite, like every time. Um I I absolutely love uh, how how Pierce writes them basically surging onto the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, wolves, lovely as they are when they howl, kill best in silence. Yes. Just that one line always, always gets me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're just so... I love the description of the room, too. How it's just, like, lights are dim. There's, like, some Mozart yeah, playing. I was going to say, and I'm like, I make up like, that there was classical music? But, yeah, Mozart. No. Yeah. No. No, no it says not. Mozart. Um, it's what you got to mm-hmm. expect from Roke, is that at all times, classical yeah. music. He's going to be our poet to Hell the end. Yeah. yeah, he really is. Yeah. As an Enneagram 4, I just... I can't. He has, like, a whole aesthetic yeah all the time oh, it's sorry it's beethoven oh it's beethoven, beethoven. Yeah. Oh, I all up. right I everybody up. podcast I over. Wrote it wrong. i wrote it wrong in my journal i don't know oh that's okay it's very close anyways yeah it's mm, mozart was a rebel anyway yeah yeah he probably doesn't even listen to mozart yeah <laughs> just kidding traitor mozart yeah yeah, this he was, is he was um, a rebel until the stuffy people got a hold of him. Mm. Yes. 
Um, yeah, that pink is called Amethia. Is like presumed Roke's lover at that point, which I'm like, how far well, he has gone? Yeah. Lover, she's a slave. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he thought Roke, clearly. Roke thinks she loves him. <laughs> yeah, because she touched had his some affection. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think that's the first and only instance we've heard of Roke using a pink, because it has not been mentioned prior to that. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that's. Some loneliness for him right there. Yeah, that's yep. maybe that's it. He's realizing no one else is. He's got no one else, so you gotta go with. But uh, what's available? Yeah, terrible. Unfortunately. But... Yeah. But uh... yeah. Well, even though Roke's like my boy, I fucking love that pink. Yeah. For like one moment of glory. Oh yeah. Just every time yeah. a pink is like, something is badass. Well, it's because yes. you don't expect it from the pinks, but I feel like you have to remember yeah. that the, the reds obviously have this, like, real, all the colors, why they need to uprise, but especially the reds and the pinks. But you expect it from the reds because they are this hard manual labor. Like, they are the, like, I can use a claw drill. I know how to use, like, just rough and tumble. Rather than the pinks are the softer, but just as abused as the reds. So they have just as yeah. much as the reasoning that the reds do, but not the physical ability. Yeah, so I mean, don't pinks... expect it from them because you just, they're trained to be more, you know. I mean, they have like a full on Pavlovian response because exactly. Keep it yeah. Safe. You know what I mean? So, like, yep. they're literally whole, like, their whole existence is obey or be in, like, insufferable pain. Yeah. You know? So, it's, yeah, exactly. like, written into them yeah. in a very, like, a, a, a tangible way that's, like, different yeah. from, I think, literally all other colors. For sure. Because it's yeah. freaking psychotic. But that, yeah. and, like, these poor guys have the softest bone structure of all colors, I want to say. Like, they're yes. fragile. Yeah, the, the lowest, the lowest density. Bone yes, structure. they're glass. Like they're such yeah. just little glass yeah, people. Like so it talks about um, when Mateo. when that yeah, yeah when the hormones are infiltrating uh, the spire, and it says the the hardest bone or the the densest bone of humanity meets the softest. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But so then when I'm the just, pinks rise up, it's so much more powerful of you are putting yourself through so much more than, say, a red, really. especially obsidian. Um, oh, yeah. Orange, blue, like it, the pinks, it just has that big, bigger of an effect. Absolutely. That's why, you know, well, one of the major reasons I would say that I love them so much, because it's more of a risk for them, mm -hmm. like than probably any other color, because they're like so fragile. Yeah. Every mm -hmm. time one of them does something badass, I'm just like, fuck yes. Like, they're so cool. You get it. Yes. I like, I love an underdog. So I'm just like, you better. Yeah. 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 Anyways, Amethia. Amethia. Small betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Love <laughs> it. All right. I, I always like how Roke is just so surprised by it. Yeah. 
It's like, why, why would you expect her to be loyal to you? Yeah. She's your sex slave. Yeah. But I think he's just so loyal to his color. Yeah. It's, and he's so loyal to his color and he doesn't get, I don't think he truly understands what the other colors are suffering. Like, he hasn't seen that. He hasn't spoken to them in the same way that at this point we know that Victra, Mustang, um, the Telemannuses have all now spent time with the Reds and seeing that part. Roke hasn't done that. Like, he never spent that time. Like, he, the whole time he knew Arrow, it was, you know, Theodora was still technically... A slave a under Darrow, but yeah, yeah like yeah. he only he only sees them and doesn't, I think, necessarily understand their suffering in any capacity. Like he is still of that, like no, but the Reds do this. Like he just is so built into that society and that privilege that he doesn't understand it. I think you are partially right. I would mm-hmm. kind of argue that he understands to an extent, but I think he sees himself sort of like Lorne, like he's a benevolent master. Mm, yeah. You know, like mm. he's like he's like, well, you have it good when you're yeah. with yeah, me. Like so like well. why I treat you well, so why would you why would you do anything to me? Yeah. Yep. So Yeah, definitely fair. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Well. We get the moment. Then, yeah. Ooh. I cried. Too. I know. I was gonna say, are you gonna make it through? Um, yes, I'm a crybaby, but I'll make it through. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think this would be the first time we've had somebody cry on the podcast. Really? I think it is. Maybe. Well, I won't be the first. I'm tough as nails. I'm waiting for the day it cracks me. To be, well, yeah, that's a whole other. Um, but uh, yeah, we get the the conversation, the final conversation with Darrow and Roke of, you know, you don't really have to do yeah. like just that heartbreaking Darrow almost pleading, almost I would say of like we're at this stage and there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even um, even just before that. Um, we, we see Roke basically finding out that he has sent like 30,000 men to die. Yeah. Um, at, on the packs. Yeah. And he could stop it. Mm-hmm. But he won't. He doesn't. Yeah. I think at that point he's definitely giving in to his like, his dramatic side. I I think that is a selfish thing for Roke right there. I will say. So here's what's written on this post-it note that I wrote halfway through Golden Sun. It says, Nelson equals Roke death. Because I'm going to keep going on about Lord Admiral Horatio Nelson that I understand, especially we brought this up last night and everyone's like, nobody knows who that is. So Lord Nelson is the person who beat Napoleon in the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805. 
and had this epic, it's kind of the first, we think of the British Navy as being like this epic thing that conquered, but they weren't really anything until the 1800s. And Nelson is, um, had won so many battles in Battle of Trafalgar being his final one. And if you go to London, there's Trafalgar Square and there's a giant podium in the middle. So there's the giant Mm -hmm. podium and Nelson sits on the top of it. I didn't know who that's what who that was. That's who yes. I've been there. So but. that's in Is that the one with the lions or no? Yes, the lions are up okay. on the other side. Yeah. So that's all Trafalgar yeah. Square, named after the battle, and Nelson sits in the middle. And during Golden Sun we hear the reference that they are calling Roke Nelson reincarnate because probably to this day Nelson is the largest admiral of a f- navy fleet. Because I mean now in these the current day that we don't see the Navy like they used to, but he was this epic. Um, and I referenced him when they're on the HCs, like you got, he became the celebrity with the, in the UK of people being absolutely obsessed with Nelson. And it, the interesting thing is, so Nelson in his final battle is the battle of Trafalgar, which he ends up winning, which broke obviously does not win this one, but Nelson ended up winning it. And he led the battle in full admiral garb because he would not give up his armor normal or sorry like his his honor normally a naval captain would dress as a hand deck so that you don't know who's actually commanding and nelson refused to do that so it became so at this point he had been in so many battles that he had actually lost the use of one of his arms and had been shot oh. multiple times and continued to lead the battle and uh, walked out in full naval garb in because his honor was just, no, I am the naval captain. I will be that person to the very end. And so immediately every single boat started firing upon his and that's how he died. But they were able to win the battle. He then, yeah. they put his body in a casket of rum to ship it back to England. And he is the first person in English history to have a state funeral and not be one of the monarchs. So he, to the end, oh. had his honor, which for me to Roke in this moment mm-hmm. is this like, you know what? Like I'm going down with the ship. I'm going to hold my armor. Yeah. I'm not, you know, he sends off those people to death. He could have called it off, but it's that like, this is what my honor dictates. And this is what I will yeah. will do to the end. And then to bring it to that next part, you know, he he's the one who kills himself in the same way kind of that Nelson off like Nelson could have chosen to stay hidden. But so it's yeah. just interesting to me that for me that foreshadowing was all the way back in Golden Sun, knowing what happened to yeah. Nelson. The difference being that Nelson won his battle and broke in this case does not. Um, right. But you That's get really that cool. all the way back. Yeah, I know. I've been sitting on this stupid post-it no- note that says yeah. Nelson equals broke okay. death. <laughs> it's like, okay. I was like, tell me. I want to know. Yeah. So That's cool. Go. Yeah, I had no idea. That was a cool little history lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. This is just like such yeah. a sad part. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, the other... We... Sorry, just before Rogue okay. actually dies. Yeah. Um, you know, Roke finds out, like, how it all ends. Like, uh, Victor asks 
uh, silly poet, haven't you wondered where Severo is? Yeah. And uh, Darrow talks about um, what they did not anticipate was that my shift ships had always planned to bring them to Thebe, the proverbial dead horse. Um, so, and then the the hell divers were melting caverns into the face of barren Thebe, and uh, an interesting note about his relationship with the moon lords is even my victory carries betrayal uh Romulus had gold leech craft of his own prepared to launch from the surface of the moon so that he could capture ships as well to balance my gains but i need the ships more than he and my reds collapse the mouth of their tunnels at the same time suffer launches by the time he realizes my sabotage my fleet will outnumber his so he's allied with the moon lords but he's still Screw like no fuck you i'm getting mine yeah mm-hmm because he has he's to. He's a shifty, he's shifty, so clever, he's deceitful. Fine. We like, haven't even got into what happens next part. I know. I read that yeah. change already. Yeah. You should have just gone to that because that's I like the, the break of the books or the parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no. anyway. Salem wants yeah, to no, be dramatic and end with this one. Yeah. 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 Well, fitting in that but, way. Uh, but yeah, I just, this whole scene is so tragic to me because again I just really I really do blame Darrow you know like Roke was a good friend to him and the one time he was suffering instead of Darrow like he just Darrow just couldn't wouldn't didn't reciprocate and he was not there for him because I mean someone asked him I think it's either Victra or Darrow he's like you really think that like Quinn's killers like care for you like you think anyone cares for you on the side you're on and he's like no I have no such delusions. Like he knows he's alone. He's left only with his, his sense of honor or his sense of duty at this point. Like, yeah, I think that he, you know, and that's why he's has this pink in his bed. And that's why he's, you know, fighting, clinging so hard to something that he knows is at this moment is not going to make it because he's like, well, I have nothing. So what is there to, to live for? Mm hmm. Well, so he puts the razor around his own throat so that yep. Darrow and clicks the button. He asks, uh, well, he asks Darrow, um, was she so lovely? And asking about Eo. Yeah. said, yes, she was like you, a dreamer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Carly, are you gonna be okay? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not okay. <laughs> so all right, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he just. He, I think he's just a character that sees the best in people. Yeah. Like he always did for Darrow. You know, he never had any delusions about how Darrow was. Maybe who he was, because you know he didn't yeah. know that Darrow was a red, obviously. But he never held it against him, like his tides, as he's always. Yeah. Know, so, well, and we see that you go uh, all the way back to Red Rising when Darrow comes back to Castle Mars and it's Roke who's the one who talks about Cassius has not been the same. Like, yeah. Roke is like, you're back. That's great. Whatever. Like, Cassius is like, and, and in that moment even yeah, is so, in this. like kill him. What he did is eating him up. Yeah. Yeah. Just like have mercy on. Like, yeah. he's gone through well, enough. He's, 
he's had that sense of gentleness really the whole time because you know in the institute he he saw his his housemates suffering without fire and, and matches and he was like Darrow we have to give them matches you know and Darrow was like no because yeah. tactically he, he needed that leverage but you know he's always had a heart for his people yeah so and that's the thing too that I was sort of getting at earlier with Mustang and you know Victra and just how Darrow goes through this process of deciding whether or not he's gonna trust and accept certain golds like he accepted mustang despite her father victra despite her mother um i don't feel like roke really got that chance in a way like with Mm -hmm. the truth i mean like obviously there was a point a a period of time where he was trusted but you know when he gives that long spiel in defense of victra in yeah golden sun you know, yeah. he's like, I come from a family of liars, but you trust me. And I think the truth has always been really important to him. Because if, if anything else, you know, I think he understands the power of seat. Yep. You know, and Quinn says in Red Rising, like, Roke said you would come back and Roke doesn't lie. So yeah. I think that the the big lie that Darrow has kept for so long, I think that's another reason that it hits him as hard as it does because he's tried so hard to set himself apart from his deceitful family members. You know, he mm-hmm. wanted to be someone who's full yeah. of truth and I don't know. So, I would just, it's so Go ahead. Th- the thing I would ask then is if, you know, Roke for whatever reason got to learn alongside Severo and Ragnar. So pre Mustang do what do we th- like would he have accepted it at that time or what do you think the reaction would be then well that was after quinn died ooh that's true it was after quinn died and that's like where roke cites when he was lost to darrow but that, yeah that's what i mean. I, yeah. I kind of i kind of don't know like like, is there a point yeah, that if Darrow had a reveal, up, like, I think, right? Like, I think if, if he had been honest with the other things before that, yeah. then maybe he would have had a chance. But I mean, you know, like, like we were saying earlier, you know, he was kept in the dark. And honestly, I think that was really lame because, like, at least three characters have had moments in the series where, like, their personal, like, point of vengeance gets away. And, like, obviously they all react with anger. And, like, Darrow totally <laughs> blows that out of proportion, I think. You know, because what's, what's happening with Victra in this follow-up moment. Yeah. But, I don't know. Back to yeah. the question. I think, I think if he had been able to be more forthcoming and he wasn't just constantly lied to after being stabbed in the neck and losing Quinn, then maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, a lot that happened... I don't want to say in a short span of time, but that's all that happened. Like ever since the next stab, you know, then we had immediately afterwards Quinn's death. And then immediately afterwards, no reconciliation attempts. Right. You know, or Mm -hmm. one like half hearted one, but I think it was right after someone had just died. So it was like, Oh, okay. Well, it was after Tactus. After Tactus is the, yes. So it was like, it was after three big things. 
Yeah. Yep. Like, I just wonder if it was a case of, you know, well, this is it. Like, I just now reflect back to when we've lost Cassius of if Darrow had a, from the beginning said, well, and he's, he can't say it about the red, but with Cassius, it's like, if he had it from the beginning, been like, yes, I killed a brother. What would the difference be? But at this point, it's like. Which Roke knew about, by the way. Like, he guessed it. And he oh, didn't yeah. say shit. Right. Like, Roke guessed Darrow's secrets twice. He guessed that, or like, saw, I guess, the interaction between him and Cassius. He saw the interaction between Darrow and the Jackal after they rescued the Jackal. Yeah. And he's just like, why am I in the fucking dark all the time? Yeah. But if there was a moment of, you know, like, when to tell him that he would trust enough that Darrow, you know, he wouldn't screw over Darrow. Cause I, you're not going to obviously say that at the Institute, but like, where is that point where it's like too far down the line? He's mad, but not close enough that Darrow, you know, is screwing himself over. Like where, where along the lines is that? Or is it a case of like, cause we go back to the jab of the neck. Well, he got jabbed in the neck. Because Darrow was going to blow the place up and he wanted to protect him. So, like, yeah, what is the better story to tell that? Like, is that the, like, yes, you know what? Full on, I jabbed you in the neck because I was going to kill everybody. And maybe he doesn't say I'm a red, but, like, I had other reasons and I was going to kill everybody and I didn't want you to be there. Like, Darrow does it I for mean, good yeah. reasons, but just can't explain the them. Yeah, for sure. Like, where, where's yeah. that line? Well, I agree. Like, 100%. But... I mean, yeah, and he even says that in in his in his one apology to Roke was like, you know, there was there was good intention behind why I did it, but like yeah. the execution was fucking Shit. stupid because Darrow yeah. can't do anything. Hence the hologram Mustang. Here, watch him. Let me yeah. get away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know too. Mm, how do I phrase it? Like, when, when, like, we know vaguely when his heart started being, like, hardened towards mm -hmm. Darrow, but when was, like, the decision made to fully, like, betray him, well, you know? Because I feel like, I feel like someone, that was further down the line. Because no, someone, someone, like, in, in my mind. Someone out, in out of context brought up that they think he, Dare, uh, Roke was working with Jackal during the Iron Reign. That they think it was that early on that Roke had twisted and was talking to the Jackal. I think the Jackal, because of who he is, I feel like he would have approached Roke. Because oh, by yeah. the Iron Reign, like, Roke is already the youngest Imperator in 100 years. You yeah. know, so like he's yeah. his own little rising star right there. And I really feel like just Adrius being Adrius, like he's going to ally himself as much as he can with that. But the other yeah, like, thing too like is he's like, going to see a weak point in Roke. Like he's going to see that wound and like use the it. The other as thing too, end. though, is Adrius didn't know until after the Iron Rain. Yeah, but Adrius because... assuming to work against, like not necessarily that Adrius knows, and I don't think Roke knew, but um, that Adrius had no. Then you're at the harmony. Iron. Yeah, but at the Iron Rain, Adrius is not going to be on Darrow's side. Because they know he knows that Darrow is going to like his siding and becoming too powerful. 
I need to pull the out of context. I don't know. The person had a really good that yeah, you were no, like, I, oh, like based I, on like these two interactions, it makes sense that Roke at that point is actually with Adrius, not because of I him being a red, were. but just uh, the, like I don't, we just, are mad at this. Earlier, yeah, I don't necessarily agree that he was with Adrius, the sovereign think, for sure. Okay, because Roke isn't working necessarily with Adrius; he's working with the sovereign. And Adrius mm-hmm. just happens to also be there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, someone brought yeah, up I that like based on this like, interaction, yes. Roke's gone already at the Iron Rain. Well, right before the Iron Rain is like when we see him speak about their friendship in the past oh, yeah. tense for the first time. Yeah. Um but no, no one knows that he's a red until uh Adrius captures Harmony and she right. just which is, is after. Like, yeah. Well and then Fuck and then Adrius fucking Harmony necessarily believe him or believe Harmony yeah. until Darrow or until the sons break into Attica. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then I guess it's like confirmed. But at that yeah. point he would tell everybody and everybody would know. Everyone yeah. on the sovereign side, I should say, because yeah. they're like, "This is yeah, like, exactly." Which, which wild. is what I mean is like, so Roke could be working with the sovereign by the Iron Rain, but yeah, it seems at least like Adrius isn't until after the Attica thing, which is after the Iron right. Rain. Right. Yeah, but clearly, just knowing him, it's probably before. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it's maybe not quite so. Is this a question for Pierce? <laughs> yep. When yeah. did Rogue flip? Write it down! When, like, is he cites Quinn, but I feel like he doesn't... I feel like he means that as the impetus. I don't think he's completely gone just from Quinn. You know what I no, mean? I feel like that's I think the it's beginning tactics, of the end. But... It's like Quinn, and then being lied to about Asia, and then Tactus, and then being lied to about the Sovereign, yeah. and lied to about the Jackal. Like, that's all five things that happen in Pretty quick succession, so. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, anyone would be pissed, but it's the... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Are you putting it in the Reaper's room? Yep. Thank Um, you. Everyone's going to be like, what is happening on this podcast? What are they even talking about? (laughs) They know what we're talking about. They do. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. My boy Roke. My boy. Pour one out. Pour one out for Yeah, okay. I will cheers to Roke's death. Oh, okay. My my drink's empty, but cheers to Roke. Wow. That's bad luck. Bad luck. Just there's a little bit there. (laughs) That was not a lick. (laughs) You're like, "Uh, oh, I'm gonna look like it from my angle. Well, I finished oh, my drink now. Yeah. Tongue was in there. <laughs> oh, oh! You heard it here first, folks. I'm still w- I'm gonna do the compilation of all his licks. And did you see my his... lick? No. <gasps> no. It. I'll have to watch back very, while I'm editing. It's a very Canadian O for you. Oh. Oh. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Neither of us usually has the Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. you know. No. Well, I don't have a Texas accent. So. Oh, don't you? Know. No, you don't. It's funny. Sometimes some of the people from 
you I don't pick up on some people when they join voice chat. I'm like, ooh, yeah. we've got a Texan or a Midwest. If you Those hear me, are the big if two. You hear me, like, if I have enough alcohol or if I'm around my family, then like for sure. Yeah. But day to day life, not so much. Maybe I'll pick up an Eastern Canada accent in time for the uh, Pierce Q&A. Q and I'll show up here being like, Ah, you betcha! Oh my god. Hey, <laughs> bye. I used to buy the Bills that? Boy and I used to buy the Sailor. I used to buy the Catches the Fish and Brings Home to Liza. That's new. I'm not going to Newfoundland, though. That's not real. You're not real. <laughs> that is Newfoundland. It's not real. Oh. Anyway, all right. Final. Comments. I'm just expecting you to show up to the to the Q and A drunk. <laughs> my my Australian friend like, will be I'm with me. One this. job, her one job is to ensure that at some point, probably you'll see that like and water has been inserted. So I'm not just like stop. Have I seen Pierce? Well, I've definitely seen Pierce after it drinks but not like for signings but i don't think ever drunk tipsy i've met mm -hmm. him tipsy but never we're not gonna do that guys we know that would no. be no. bad you're gonna be consummate professionals yeah consummate professionals <laughs> somewhat mm. you met us yeah yep but, uh, all right, final comments, concerns, questions about these pages? Last remarks. Ooh. Sign oh, off no. to your boy. I feel like I've said everything I wanted to say. I mean, yeah. you just you, a sad boy, and I, I love a sad boy, so. You represented I him well. well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I got one thing to say to Roke. Oh! <laughs> Damn. I got yeah, to finally well, use my post-it note of Nelson. That's pretty much it's yeah. pretty much how he felt too, to be fair. He's just like yeah. yeah. I'm out. Bye. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Well bye, Roke. Thank you very much for joining us, Scarlett. Yes, um, thank you. Thank you I for was being really the nervous. face of Roke Apologists. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna get ripped to shred by the by the internet, probably. No, but you guys no, last week ripped us to shred, so it's only it's only to be expected. <laughs> yeah, you guys were all Wait, in the discussion. To, like, oh, last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. I know. I was like, pick I me, girl. Even... You guys, like, yeah. and we were oh, in the middle of recording, like and we kept yeah. looking at our phone, mm -hmm. being like, "We're being destroyed right now, and we're recording, so we, we can't respond." Like, what is happening? Yeah. I don't think I commented on it until I saw the Instagram clip, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> what they did, did not." Yeah, we even called you well, out in that yeah. saying you were going to be mad about. I know. It. Crescent yeah, was like, "Scarlet's going to leave the tent." <laughs> I'm not that fucking fragile, okay? You guys come for Roke, not you guys, but collective you, the universe. People come for Roke like he's such a pansy, like such a pixie, and I'm like, he's so badass. He's just an emotional badass, and I appreciate I that. I want to <laughs> see you versus Pierce on the Roke discussion. That's not even fair, because he <laughs> made the character. He's going to be like, actually, and I'm be like, I can't even argue with you, because you literally made him. And say whatever. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, defend myself. That's fair. Like, okay. 
right. Yes, Pierce. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Cool. You're right. I'm wrong. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming. Thank you, everybody, for watching along. Uh, Hope to see you in two days at the Glittering Gala. Uh, Hell yeah. It's been great. All right. Good night. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.